Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Peter Cohen, an outspoken columnist and commentator. You'll also hear a little bit later in the show from Kyle Weens at iFixit.com. He will tell us about the teardowns of all the recent stuff from Apple and other gear. And I may just ask him why he got himself fired from Apple's developer program. Was that the right move to make, knowing the consequences? More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. So in October, it's not unusual, Peter Cohen, to see a new line of, of Macs. And quite often, it's just a minor processor upgrade. But actually, when you look at what Apple did, there's some pretty major things going on there, right? Yeah, Apple uh, had a very significant announcement uh, this past week um, that's of special interest to Mac users in particular. So uh, we, we do generally expect some announcements this time of year um, as, as Apple refreshes its product line. Um, and there had been rumors uh, leading into this uh, for um, uh, weeks that Apple was going to introduce a new version of the 21 and a half inch iMac that had a 4K display, and those rumors ended up being true. It's it's quite a nice refresh uh, that Apple's offering people who are interested in its desktop machines. That's for sure. Now, I wondered over the last few years just what it would require and how much it would cost to provide Retina displays for iMacs. Now, with the 27 inch iMac. When you look at the extra hardware, it wasn't that much more. And right now it's entirely across the product line and therefore represents no price increase at all. With the 21 and a half inch iMac, you've got to go for a slightly upscale version, but still. But the big improvement there is the support for better color, a wider color gamut, which means for graphic artists or anyone else who just enjoys a great picture, this is a huge improvement. This is, isn't the sort of things PC makers routinely do. You know, I think it's really interesting. Apple has or is in the process of democratizing the availability of retina displays on its uh, its computers, and that's exciting. Now, for the uninitiated, if you don't know what a retina display is, it's something that it's a it's a marketing term that Apple coined a number of years ago, originally with the iPhone, to describe a screen that's so high resolution that you can't make out the individual pixels at the normal distance that you would keep your face from the screen. That means that typography looks better. That means that, uh, in general, that means that photography looks better, too, because you generally see greater uh, contrast, greater uh, color gamut, and all these other things. This is important for creative professionals, obviously, people who work on their Macs all day long, whether they're doing graphic design or video editing or photo editing or any of those other things. But, you know, just in, in general use, too, even if you're not a sophisticated professional user, you can see some real benefits from the retina displays. And retina displays make up all of the displays that you find on the MacBook Pro line. Retina displays are also standard on the on the new MacBook. The only Mac laptop that you can't get a retina display on is the MacBook Air, uh, which we're still waiting for, you know, some kind of retina refresh on, and we'll see if we get that later this year or sometime in 2016. But Apple introduced the 
Retina display on the iMac in 2014. And initially, it was just a, a high-end offering on the 27-inch iMac, which is the more expensive model. You had to spend $2,500 to get a Mac that uh, had a Retina display, an iMac that had a Retina display, rather. That changed earlier this year when Apple refreshed the 27-inch iMac with a new lower-priced model, a $2,000 model that had the Retina display. Now uh, you can get into a Retina display on the iMac for a lot less money if you're willing to um, accept a model with a with a smaller screen and maybe some more limited performance. Uh, the, the, the Retina 4K display is available on the 21-inch iMac starting at $14.99. Apple has made it more inexpensive than ever for people who are buying Macs uh, to get a wonderful full-featured desktop computer with a very powerful display for not a lot of money. Basically $1,000 less than, than a year ago. Right. And remember, too, when they introduced a lower-priced version of the 27-inch iMac with a 5K Retina display, the original 2499 model became 2299 It's incredible now. It starts now at, I think, 1799 for the cheapest model. And you have to look at this. Go out there and price a 5K display. If you can find one, there aren't that many available. Just the display. Forget about the computer inside. Price out the display. Price out a Dell 5K display. And you pay more. There are a few things to understand about 5K displays, too. First of all, the 27-inch iMac has a 5K display. It's important to differentiate that the 21-inch iMac is not that high resolution. It's got a 4K display. Exactly. For 4K or 5K, as far as I'm concerned, though, that's a lot of inside baseball. That is not something that is going to be important for most people. Because the fact of the matter is that unless you have a lot of money and have invested a, a lot uh, in your home entertainment system, chances are you don't have a 4K display right now. This is not something that all of us need or even want. You know, many of us are perfectly happy with our, our 1080p televisions, flat screen TVs that we just bought four or five years ago, maybe more recently than that. And uh, we're still getting the most out of them. And, you know, 4K is, is future-proofing. It's something that the content creators are very interested in, obviously, people who are working in digital film, people who are working in, in graphic arts and, and design. But it's not something that everybody needs today, still, it's great to see Apple lower the boom. So all of the 27-inch displays, uh, or 27-inch iMacs, rather, now have the 5K display. From the 1799 model straight up to the 2299 model, which, Gene, as you point out, is 200 less than um, previous generation. Uh, the 21-inch iMac is available in three models, and the 4K display on the 21-inch model is available at the $14.99 price point. So there's also a $10.99 price point for the iMac, an entry-level model that's probably great for some businesses or people with very modest needs. $12.99 model, which, um, quite frankly, I think is a much better value than the $10.99 model because of the speed of the processor. And then the, the 4K display uh, starting at $14.99. So a lot of different options uh, for people who are interested in a desktop Mac, uh, which I think gives you better bang for the buck than a laptop if you don't need the portability. Now, I was just looking over at Amazon. The Dell Ultra HD 5K monitor, 27-inch screen. They have a special sale on it, $1,709. Now, that's just a 5K display. And that assumes that you've got a computer that can actually run a 5K display. Which, which ain't easy, folks. Well, which, that's a non-starter on the Mac, period. 
there isn't a single computer that can run a 5K display right now. The 4K is where it maxes out, even on the Mac Pro. Right. You basically have to look at the PC lineup. I don't think there are that many there either. Maybe a handful that could run a display like this. But remember, this is just a display, $1,709. You still have to go out and find a computer to work with it. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, the the like I said, 4K, 5K, it's a lot of inside baseball. The bottom line is you get a better screen, uh, better graphics, uh, a typography that's a lot easier on your eyes, less fatiguing to look at if you're, uh, if you're doing a lot of text reading, whether it's on the web or, you know, in documents that you're working on. So, you know, all these benefits uh, that, that, that you get. Plus, it's, it's important to note that there were other changes that were made under the hood as well, besides just the display. You you know the the um, the the 27 inch iMac, for example, now comes with uh, sixth generation Intel core processors. Those are uh, Intel's uh, uh, Skylake processors, which we've been hearing a lot about, um, and AMD graphics. Uh, the the 21 inch iMac has been refreshed. It no longer uses Haswell or fourth generation um, uh, Intel Core processors. It's upgraded. It's upgraded to the fifth generation Intel Core processor. So we get some uh, uh, performance and efficiency improvements there as well, and enhanced Iris Pro graphics as well. Let's do our break here. We have Peter Cohen. More to come on new Macs and more. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids. R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Atmospheric aluminum, mercury exposure, estrogen toxins from plastics, microwaves from cell phones and smart meters, and low-quality foods all combine to create conditions for the very high incidence of disease in our society. Now more than ever, we all need to be consuming those foods and herbs that epigenetically signal the cells of our body to produce energy, create proteins, and detoxify. When we properly support our bodies, then even in these toxic times, we can promote and achieve excellent health. One World Way is the first energetically encoded whey protein food derived from Amish pastured cows on the U.S. market. After three and a half years, we've heard miracles occur for so many people. One World Whey has a track record of promoting detoxification, improvement in elimination, and improvements in energy, skin quality, and elimination of inflammation. One World Whey is formulated to mirror the macronutrient ratios found in mother's milk. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. 
Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. You wouldn't go camping in the Everglades without bug spray, would you? It's in our nature to protect ourselves, especially when protection is simple and affordable. That's why IDStronghold.com has been providing affordable RFID protection for over 10 years. ID Stronghold wallets protect you from electronic pickpockets who pass near you with scanners and steal the information on the RFID chips in your credit and debit cards. IDStronghold.com is a technology company, so we understand how to best protect you against intrusive radio waves. ID Stronghold wallets are designed to block RFID signals, opened or closed, no matter where in the wallet you put your cards. Most other RFID wallets on the market were designed with only fashion in mind and do not shield properly, if at all. When you're shopping for your next wallet, be sure to get the protection you deserve by going to IDStronghold.com. Because getting anything else is like using latex gloves as oven mitts. Ouch. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. I want to tell you, folks, we've got a lifetime proposition for you in the new lifetime subscription plan for Tech Night Out Plus. What we give you is the high-resolution version of this show, free of the network ads. We've got the Tech Night Out Minute coming next week. And you get all this for a low monthly cost, a low annual cost, low five-year cost, and a special lifetime subscription, which is not as expensive as you think. It's like paying for six years or something like that. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. Peter Cohen writes for iMore and other places. We're talking about the new Macs where it's not just a simple refresh with faster processors, although that's significant. It includes more availability of the retina displays, better color. You know, there's a lot of stuff there. We were talking about the newer generations of the Intel Skylake processors for the 27-inch model, the Broadwell for the 21.5-inch. We're talking here of better performance, better integrated graphics where they use integrated graphics. We're talking about lower power utilization, which doesn't really mean that much on a desktop computer. But you know Apple, and they haven't increased the price. Same price, you're getting a lot more value each and every year. And right now, Peter, is there any all-in-one computer in PC land that does what the 27-inch iMac does. I don't think they have anything there with a 4K or 5K display. Yeah, the iMac really stands alone in the 27-inch uh, market for 
really powerful, um, really elegantly designed uh, desktop computing. Uh, certainly, you can piece stuff together, you know, with a Windows PC that would potentially have some functionality that the iMac doesn't, like a touchscreen, for example. But um, the, the 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 iMac itself is is a horse of a different color, and it's it's really uh, it's it's a unique machine. If you haven't gotten your hands on an iMac in a number of years. I definitely recommend heading to your local Apple store or Apple reseller and checking it out. They're really wonderful machines. Now, back in late 2009, when Apple really went high-end with the iMac, the 27-inch model, that's when I switched from Mac Pro because I felt that what I needed was served by the iMac. And what I did then is I actually had a 2008 Mac Pro, fairly well-equipped with a 30-inch display. I sold that to somebody. In fact, Peter knows who I sold it to. I'm not going to mention on the air. But I sold it. And the money I received, I bought the 27-inch iMac. I got some extra goodies. It was optioned up with more memory and everything. And I had like two or $300 change to spend on bills. So it was a pretty good deal. I then later added a Otherworld Computing one terabyte solid-state drive to that. So that was pretty good. Now, you can get, of course, the Fusion Drive on many of these models. But we're seeing here that Apple has just made the iMac such a powerhouse. And you have to contrast this to the 1998 Bondi Blue iMac, where basically they took the parts from a notebook and stuck it in a desktop computer, and it was an entry-level computer. So we have this big change, this sea change over the years in making the iMac more mainstream. And you had an article that you did just the other day comparing the Retina 5K iMac versus the Mac Pro. So tell me, Peter Cohen, which is the best Mac for you? Well, I think left to my my own devices, I would prefer the Mac Pro. And the reason why I would prefer the Mac Pro is because it's Apple's most expandable Mac. You know, the Mac Pro underwent a, a major uh, redesign in 2013, and it hasn't been touched since then. And I'm, I'm sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm, I'm waiting rather impatiently for Apple to, uh, to upgrade that machine because it is overdue. But the Mac Pro is a phenomenal machine. It is completely solid state. There are no moving parts in it except for the, the fan that keeps the 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 thing cool but it is a completely solid state device it uses solid state storage it it doesn't use a, a conventional hard drive it is extremely fast it's got three thunderbolt 2 buses on it uh USB 3 of course and a lot of other features if i had an unlimited budget i would love a mac pro with multiple 4k displays and and all that having said all that there's no question that the 27-inch iMac is a fantastic value and is a marvelous machine uh, for the money. And, you know, the, the, the screen is to die for. It really looks like you could just fall in to the, to the screen when you're looking at it. It's almost window-like. Um, it's, it's so clear, so vivid, and uh, reveals so much detail. Well, as I said, for the purposes for which I use a computer, forgetting the budgetary considerations... The iMac works. My desk is large enough for the 27-inch or 30-inch display. There's no room for a second display. For the kind of work I do, which is largely audio and some video editing, a single display is fine. So I think it works for me. It provides enough horsepower. And remember, the Mac Pro's advantage in terms of performance only comes into play when you use one of those apps that really soars with multi-core processors. 
The interesting thing that you mentioned um, about the uh, uh, about selling your Mac Pro is that you mentioned that you had an 08 that you've gotten rid of or that you got rid of in order to get the the 09 uh, iMac. I'm still using my 08 Mac Pro, so I'm I'm like I, I guess I I've I've got a, a vested interest in seeing the Mac Pro continue, um, and uh, and and want to make sure that. Uh, uh, that that platform uh, stays alive. But I think that a lot of people over the course of the past four or five years have done exactly what you've done. They've retired Mac Pros um, and they've replaced them with iMacs because the iMac is such a powerful machine now. Um, and, you know, the Apple has made a lot of other changes to the iMac besides just the processor and the screen. Um, the, 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 the new, uh, iMac comes with, uh, uh, new wireless keyboard and magic mouse for, uh, for example, which, uh, uh, were just introduced this week as well. Uh, a smaller keyboard that uses a scissor mechanism that's similar to what Apple's included on the new MacBook, which provides much better stability, um, and a, uh, a, a slightly reduced uh, key throw. It's it's it not quite as uh, far to type uh, a letter as it used to be. And the Magic Mouse 2, which is capable of, of, of new gestures and also um, has an integrated uh, rechargeable battery that is powered up using a lightning cable, the same kind of cable that you would use to connect your iPhone or your iPad and charge that up. So now, it's interesting here. I was reading an article about the design here where they pointed out that the feet or the bottom portion of the new magic mouse because of the different architecture they sweat every single detail how does this feel when it moves on your desktop you know you have to be amazed because how many companies really care about stuff like that and obviously apple does and the reason apple does is because they're aiming obviously for a higher quality product but sweating details like that is very interesting and even coming up with a new keyboard who needs a new keyboard for your Macs, but they found ways to make it better. Very interesting. We've got a lot more to talk about. We've got Peter Cohen joining us, outspoken commentator. A little bit later, Kyle Weens from iFixit. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Before using heart and body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking heart and body extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, heart and body extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. Virtually anyone can hack your cell phone and track your calls, your texts, your emails, your every movement, but only if they can detect a signal. Stay one step ahead of hackers and Big Brother with a Block It Pocket, a custom-made pocket infused with pure silver that creates a complete Faraday enclosure for your cell phone. For free shipping to the lower 48, visit BlockItPocket.com or call 888-315-9618, BlockItPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? 
Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Turn on the news and you'll hear stories of natural disasters, political unrest, and financial crisis. In times of uncertainty, how will you take care of your family's most basic needs? Food Insurance, America's most trusted provider of freeze-dried emergency food, has solutions that fit your family's needs and budget. Our meals are delicious, nutritious, and come with a guaranteed 25-year shelf life. For a limited time, we are sending a free freeze-dried meal to all listeners of this program. Go to foodinsurance.com and request your free meal today. That's foodinsurance.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. We're on the Tech Night Owl Live. Peter Cohen is joining us. We're talking about these new Macs and the new keyboards. They also introduced the Magic Trackpad with support for Force Touch. So if you want to try out Force Touch and you've got a desktop Mac, well, you can buy that. It's not cheap, but they've added that feature. And I guess that's the reason why it's not cheap, because it's all the extra hardware, right? Well, exactly. And you know, we're talking about a 100% price increase. It's twice as expensive as it was before. So uh, the, there, there is certainly an additional cost of entry. 
Um, I'm kind of going back and forth on whether or not I think it's worthwhile. Uh, Force Touch is a great technology. It's something that was introduced with uh, the MacBook when the MacBook made its debut back in March. Um, and it's something that's been incorporated across Apple's uh, laptop line since then. Force Touch kind of gave us the prototype for 3D Touch, which we've seen in the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. It's, it's an interesting technology in that uh, it enables you to have a new style of interaction with data on your screen. You can select text using Force Touch, for example, and just simply hold down your finger on the trackpad and have other information pop up and feel feedback, force feedback, haptic feedback on the trackpad as a result of it. That's something that's been limited to the laptops. But now with the Magic Trackpad 2, which is an optional device that's not included with the iMacs, but it's something that you can buy not only for the iMac, but also for all other Macs, that supports that functionality now. Whether or not this is going to be a real mainstream thing that we're going to be see ubiquitous across the, the Mac platform, I'm not sure yet. Apple is doing a good job of incorporating Force Touch into the core OS and, uh, and core apps where it makes sense. Um, and some uh, developers have sort of tentatively adopted it too, but I really haven't seen the sort of widespread support for it that I would like yet. Same goes for 3D Touch on iOS. You know, this is a nascent technology. So if you want to be the coolest kid on the block, if you want all the latest uh, hardware or the latest tricks and tips, Force Touch on the Magic Trackpad 2 is a very cool thing. Otherwise, I don't think that there's a real downside to waiting right now and, and uh, you know, waiting for this technology to shake out a bit before you jump on it. Well, if you buy a new Mac and it has it, you buy a new Magic Trackpad and it has it, that's how it works. Gene, you buy a yeah. Magic Trackpad, it is a separate accessory. It is not included on any new I app. understand that. But, you can, but the point being here is that if you want the trackpad, that's the newest version. If you buy one of the laptops that have the Force Touch, well, that's how it kind of spreads. At a certain point of time, perhaps the next generation MacBook Air will have them. Maybe the next generation MacBook Air will have Retina displays. Regardless, by moving that feature down the line until all Macs have it or it's available to desktop users as an option, then developers will be more encouraged to want to do something about it. We'll see. You know, it isn't the first time that Apple's released a technology and then the technology is founded for a few years while uh, developers and users alike try to find a good, a good use for it. My point is it's a nascent technology. It's not something that you need today, uh, but it's something that's certainly increasing across the product line. And the other thing that I want to point out is the Magic Mouse 2, which is included with the iMacs, does not have Force Touch. So um, Force Touch is something that, at least on the desktop, is only available if you get the Magic Mouse I mean, the Magic Trackpad 2. Uh, Magic Trackpad 2, by the way, does require Bluetooth 4.0. So if you've got an older Mac that uses an older version of Bluetooth, it will not work wirelessly, although it will work with a USB cable, according to Jason Snell. Well, that's also the problem with handoff that debuted in Yosemite, where you start something on your Mac and pick up on the iOS device. It requires Bluetooth LE, which is part of Bluetooth 4 standard, and that takes you back maybe two or three years in terms of Macs. So, well, that's typical. Apple is not going to give up on offering new features because older hardware doesn't support it. Right, exactly. 
it's one of those peculiar things where, you know, the price of progress is sometimes having to replace your machine. Um, you know, Apple is certainly no different from, I think, a lot of other tech companies in that they'll introduce new technology, but um, uh, for w many reasons, engineering reasons, marketing reasons, uh, ROI reasons, they'll limit its accessibility to people who only buy newer hardware. Um, it, you know, it's it, you, you, you can uh, make the case that it's unfair, you know, to users of older devices, but it is what it is. It's, it's the nature of the beast, I think. Well, it's also how can you stop new technology because at some point older hardware can't support it. Otherwise, you're kind of constrained looking backwards, which is also not a good idea either. And also you want to offer things and new products that people will be inclined to upgrade eventually. Right. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. Speaking of new things, El Capitan. Now, a blogger for a certain publication that I used to write for was telling us why we shouldn't upgrade to OS X El Capitan. It's got too many problems. And he finds every little tiny itty-bitty problem in an Apple discussion board forum post and says, that's the reason. Not, it's not free of problems, but what has your experience been? Well, I also strongly advocate uh, taking a very conservative approach towards upgrading your operating system. The operating system makes your Mac run, you know. So El Capitan is certainly introduces some 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 new technology that's very innovative and really great. Apple's focused a lot on making El Capitan the most productive version of OS X that it's ever released. Uh, Split View, for example, is new in OS X El Capitan, and that enables you to have two, two uh, pages of full-screen apps working side-by-side, side, which makes copying and pasting between them that much easier, comparing data, and so on. A lot of other changes under the hood as well. That's just one, one example. But your operating system makes everything else run. And, you know, it's it, it's taken a long time for Yosemite itself, which was released last fall, 10.10, uh, to, to get to a point where it's reasonably stable and, 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 and working well for the majority of people. Um, Apple has a very aggressive annual upgrade program uh, for its operating systems. You know, it's it's done this ever since Lion when 10.7 came out uh, several years ago. Apple adopted this this new annual upgrade uh, program, uh, but it means that the operating system is a constantly moving target. And you know, as as in a perfect world, everything would work great. You know, obviously, Apple has a, a public uh, beta testing program that starts in June after these things get announced at WWDC. Developers have months to get their stuff working as well as it can, but that doesn't happen in a vacuum. Developers file bug reports with Apple. Apple fixes many of them. Apple doesn't fix all of them. Uh, and sometimes uh, problems with various applications or even problems with the operating system itself aren't apparent until it's in wide distribution. So when it comes to upgrading your machine to 10.11 or making any other fundamental change to your workflow, I think that you need to take a very conservative approach because if upgrading causes you problems with stability or maybe causes some things not to work, you are going to be out of commission until that problem gets fixed. And that problem is either going to get fixed through an update that's going to happen on Apple's end or on the 
app developer's end, or it's going to happen because you have you have had to go through the process of downgrading your machine back to Yosemite or Mavericks or wherever it was before these problems happened. Let me throw out one really critical problem here. Microsoft Office 2016, which is a very good Office update. It is not fully compatible with OS X El Capitan. There are crashes, problems with activation, all sorts of weirdnesses. Microsoft has committed to doing things at their end, but they do hint that Apple has to do something. And there's a published report that the first maintenance update for El Capitan 10.11.1, which will be coming out in the near future, will address some of those problems. So if you depend on Office, and a lot of people do, because more and more Macs are being used in the enterprise, and I want to ask Peter about that in a moment, then it's very important here that you concern yourself with the compatibility and the functionality of your apps, and don't worry about El Capitan now. All things shall pass and will get fixed. Peter Cohen is with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. The human body is more than 60% water. Your brain and muscles are 75% water. And your blood is 92% water. Water is vital to your body. And alkalizing your water is the key to keep it running at its best. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops keep your entire body healthy, boosts energy, promotes weight loss, and even fights cancer. Call 800-518-7615 or go to AlkaVision.com to find out more. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Have you heard any more insights in terms of the El Capitan revision? It's available as a public beta. So if you go up and you're a member of the Apple public beta program, and you got to be careful about that too, by the way, you know, don't make your main Mac the beta. But they're asking people to check for Office compatibility, so it's going to come. But otherwise, if you need to use Office, don't upgrade. Well, if you need to use Office 2011 or Office 2016, yeah, both of those have run into some problems with LCAP. Just this past week, Microsoft updated both Office 2011 and Office 2016, but the changes that they made do not appear to be related to El Capitan specifically. They appear to be security and maintenance changes and some new feature additions uh, otherwise. So, you know, that that again, it, it's it, you're working in a continuum here. Now, uh, the 10.11.1 seeds that have gone out indicate in their README file that Apple has is working on two areas specifically for these updates. One is is the mail app that's included with El Capitan, and the other one is with Office 2016. But in typical Apple fashion, Apple does not give you any specific detail about what those changes consist of. So it's unclear whether or not those changes have anything to do with the Outlook crashing problems that have been plaguing Office 2016 and 2011 customers, or if that's... Uh, you know, if there, if there are other things afoot, or if that's going to address the problem altogether, or this is going to require some changes from Microsoft as well. Bottom line is, don't make changes to your operating system until you know all mission-critical applications that you're using are ready uh, for the update. And then make sure that you've got a backup before you update. Use Time Machine, use uh, Carbon Copy Cloner, use whatever else you want, uh, but make sure that your data is safe. So if you do run into problems, you'll be able to downgrade without too much of an issue. And this is every year that Apple releases a new operating system for a while things are screwy. In fact, with Yosemite, 
they had a Wi-Fi problem that wasn't fixed until just a few months ago. That's exactly right. It didn't affect me because I use hardwired. But we're talking about here about Macs being used more and more in the enterprise. And now IBM has internally deployed Mac hardware to more people. And there's a report here, and you probably haven't seen it, but I'll just read you the headline. You'll get the, the sense of it, and you're aware of this anyway. And this apparently comes from IBM. Only 5% of Mac users at IBM need help desk support compared to 40% of PC users. That's a big ad to say, dump the PCs, get a Mac in your business. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I don't think is a, is a secret to anybody. I used to do Mac IT, um, and this was 15 years ago. And even back then, you know, the, the amount of support that we did on the Mac side compared to the amount those we did on the Windows side was infinitesimal. So, uh, yeah, no big surprise there, but uh, it, it's certainly great to note that IBM is having such a positive experience with its Mac deployment. And that means more people will be using it. That's right. Let's move on here with El Capitan. And something that Apple has added to El Capitan, and this has caused some incompatibilities with certain apps, like I use, for example, and probably Peter does, something called Default Folder, which is an open, safe dialogue enhancement, Default Folder X from John Goto of St. Clair Soft. It's been around for many years, and it provides all sorts of extra enhancements and rebounding to the previously open document, that kind of thing. It doesn't work under El Capitan because Apple has added a security feature called System Integrity Protection, which some call rootless. Can you explain what that means? System Integrity Protection is a an essential new um, security uh, um, uh, technology that Apple has deployed in El Capitan. And the, the reason for it is because malware is a big problem. Malware um, it gets installed on the Mac with increasing regularity by people who are not necessarily sophisticated computer users who may see pop-ups appear when they visit web pages, uh, telling them to download and install software, and they do it it, they, they just they just react. They don't think about what they're doing. They just say, oh, okay, that's a system message. That's something that I've got to do, so I've got to install the software if I want to see this content. And historically, um, because Apple's, because macOS is a Unix-based operating system, when you've made changes to uh, your, 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 your Mac's software configuration, you've required administrator access. And administrator access, entering your administrator password will give the system so or the, the software installer, excuse me, uh, access to certain parts of the operating system. Uh, SIP creates a layer in between you and the core operating system to prevent that from happening. So malware won't get installed on the Mac, won't be as much of a problem as it was before. The problem with this is that some software, the app that you just mentioned, uh, software that makes fundamental changes to uh, the UI. Um, I use a program called uh, Bartender, for example, that keeps stuff off of my menu bar. 
uh, you know, the various third-party applications that you install, like uh, Dropbox or Adobe Creative Cloud or um, Text uh, Expander, uh, other tools will normally get put in the menu bar, and the menu bar can get very cluttered. Bartender is a great app um, that uh, enables you to clean all that stuff up and put it on a secondary bar, a secondary menu bar. Bartender won't work with Apple's menu items unless you deactivate SIP. You deactivate SIP, let Bartender do its thing, reactivate SIP, everything is fine. But uh, you do need to go through that two-step process ahead of time. So there's certainly ways to work around it. Uh, and there's certainly, you know, it's, it's, it's not a huge deal for, I think, most people. But SIP is, is the new reality. Well, obviously, Apple is taking steps that are important to shore up security. It's not to make it inconvenient for developers. It's just that some things have consequences. Actions have consequences. Well, in many respects, it reminds me of uh, an issue that that first popped up when uh, uh, after the Mac App Store uh, was introduced. Apple uh, enabled or required apps that were submitted through the Mac App Store uh, to uh, be sandboxed. Uh, Sandboxing is a euphemism to describe apps that can't do anything essential to the operating system, period. This removed functionality from some apps, and this prevented some apps that were already sold in the Mac App Store from working. Developers were left with two choices. They either had to find a new way to do what they did that met Apple sandboxing criteria or remove them from the Mac App Store altogether. And in many cases, those developers couldn't find another way to do it and had to remove their apps from the Mac App Store. It's an unfortunate side effect. Just like that, Rootless or SIP uh, is going to create some pain for app developers and for their customers uh, whose apps uh, must work this way in order to operate. But I, I think that, that the safety that, that you'll experience with SIP on is certainly worthwhile. I don't advocate turning it off uh, unless you've got some very specific needs. I would agree there. But again, before you even upgrade to El Capitan, make sure your mission-critical app works. I can't underscore that that enough. Now, I'll give you another example, too. Anyone who does audio recording, podcasts, etc., may be familiar with something called the levelator. Do you know about it, Peter? Sure, yeah. Okay, the levelator normalizes or equalizes volume levels. Now, if you're recording, say, from Skype, as we do, and you do group conversations, there's no way to separate the volume levels of each segment. And sometimes on some shows, what they do is they ask the person who is recording the show with the host to make their own copies of that recording, and they stitch it all together, which is just a humongously difficult process. So what the levelator does is it equalizes the levels. So the the stuff that's coming in at a lower level is made louder, and the stuff a little louder is made softer. It equalizes everything, so it sounds real good problem is it doesn't run under El Capitan because evidently a file in the system, some kind of system file it's looking for, isn't there. And they've posted online over at tidbits.com a fix where you copy a file from what we call the app bundle for Levelator to a system folder. Restart and it works. It's a simple process. I mean, anybody can follow it and you're not going to destroy anything. It's really simple to follow. The key here is that 
Apple made a change for whatever reason that made it impossible for this thing to run. So you have to do the manual fix. The other reason is the levelator will never be updated. They gave up development three years ago. We've got a couple of more segments to spend with our friend, Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before markets, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, here's an interesting topic here. You did a piece on fixing Wi-Fi issues in iMore. I want to bring this up in connection with something here. So, for example, our local broadband provider, Cox, has been rolling out gigabit internet around the city of Phoenix. It's not where I live. I live out in the boondocks. I live in a one of these rundown neighborhoods. We don't want to get involved into what that looks like. You could look it up on <laughs> Google Earth or something if you find our address. In any case, Cox has been doubling without cost your internet speeds. So if you had 50, you get 100. If you have 150, it's now 300 for no additional money. And sometimes that requires you change your swap out your cable modem, whatever. But when you do this sort of thing, sometimes your Wi-Fi gets messed up either because you're using their Wi-Fi gateway or you're running it on your Linksys or your Apple Airport Extreme. 
and you get problems with Wi-Fi. With OS X El Capitan, Wi-Fi performance was screwy. So what is this about Wi-Fi that all these changes make things uncertain? And I once read that Wi-Fi routers were among the top items that were exchanged or refunds sought because they're so difficult to set up. What's going on here? Well, I think that, you know, in, in Apple's case, looking at the history of Yosemite, Apple made a lot of essential changes to the networking um, technology, a lot of foundational changes to the networking technology in Yosemite that it had to redo and undo in some respects uh, and uh, in order to improve Wi-Fi reliability and in order to uh, get machines working to where that the, where they were supposed to so it's it's a process it's and it's uh not something that happened overnight and it's not something that 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 apple really ironed all the issues out of i haven't heard of a lot of problems with el capitan and wi-fi yet although i i am seeing some sporadic issues uh with with folks the thing is though it's it's hard to draw hard data from the anecdotal reports that people who file complaints in uh, user discussion forums and elsewhere uh, might have. So it, it, I, I personally have not seen a lot of problems with that. What I can tell you from my own experience, troubleshooting Wi-Fi, uh, not only for myself, but also for the customers in the stores, uh, in the store that I work in on the weekends, is that many people think that their computer or their tablet or their phone is the problem when they're having Wi-Fi issues. And in many cases, it's the router. And when I say the router, I'm talking about the cable modem itself, as opposed to, you know, if you've got an airport extreme connected to your network or a time capsule or even an airport express. You know, Apple's devices, for the most part, are pretty reliable. And, and they're very easy to maintain thanks to the software that Apple includes on the Mac and also makes available for download from the App Store so you can reconfigure them really at the drop of a hat. But the networking technology that Cox and the Time Warner and that Comcast offer sometimes is really buggy and is prone to problems. And when you call your internet service provider and say, hey, I'm having trouble, the first thing they'll try to do is blame your computer. And that's as far as I think a lot of people get. Well, you know, they say that the problem is my computer, so it must be at my computer. Well, no. You know, just because a tech is able to uh, maybe run a, a ping program and get a connection to your cable modem doesn't necessarily mean that the cable modem is working the way that it's supposed to. So a lot of times when my customers have problems with uh, internet connectivity, the first thing I ask them to do is power cycle their modem. And nine times out of ten, that takes care of the problem. Now, you can work around this problem by buying your own cable modem. Most, if not all, internet service providers will allow you to use your own hardware with their network, which means going to Best Buy or Amazon.com or Newegg.com or one of a million other places online and buying a good DOCSIS 3, uh, DOCSIS 3.0, D-O-C-S-I-S 3.0 uh, cable modem. Now, one you thing know. to point out here, though, with this new 300 megabit service from Cox, their standard DOCSIS 3 cable modem will not work. This requires their special gateway, which has more channels, because they use something called channel bonding, where you send out the signal over many channels, and then you merge them together into one high-speed signal. That's how they eke out more performance. So in that case, it's a problem. 
Indeed it is. So this is why you need to check with your internet service provider before you make any essential changes to your network configuration. Make sure that what you've got is going to work uh, before you do it. But the bottom line is, this stuff should be in your control. You should be able to, to have a reliable internet connection, either using their hardware or supplementing it with your own, and not suffer a lot of weirdness and a lot of problems. By the way, the cable modem protocol that offers faster speed is DOCSIS 3.1. Okay, just to let you know. So if DOCSIS looking- 3.1 is the latest uh, latest and greatest that we're seeing. DOCSIS 3.0 is still in, in broad use around the country. So check again with your internet service provider to find out what you need. Now understand the normal cable modem is like 80 or or $100. And consider this against what it costs to lease one from your broadband provider, usually it's $9.95 a month. So in 10 months, you're paying for your own cable modem. But if standards are flux and they're moving around, maybe it's worth to use theirs until the standards are available in more retail products. But ask them first. Don't just do something and then say, well, I'm not getting my 300 or my 150 or something like that. I mean, if you're just getting 50 megabits or 20 or a normal level of performance, whatever you get at Best Buy is going to work. Right, exactly. So it's not that easy. I will tell you something here that you should also look out for. A lot of the cable modems have Wi-Fi gateways. Now, if you're using your own Wi-Fi router, like an Apple Airport Extreme, you've got to remember to tell the tech or learn how to do it yourself. Turn off the Wi-Fi radio on the gateway that your ISP provides. If you're not going to use their Wi-Fi, make sure it's turned off. Otherwise, you've got these signals fighting for each other and you're going to have problems. You may have problems. I don't have any problem whatsoever with my mo- with my cable modem and my airport extreme uh, coexisting. Uh, there are two separate networks that are that are broadcast. They're on different channels, and generally speaking, cable modems uh, th- that have built-in Wi-Fi routers and independent Wi-Fi routers like Airport Extremes or Airport Expresses uh, will arbitrate that channel switching automatically. Uh, there may be some other changes that you might need to make in terms of network address translation and some other stuff in order to get everything cooperating uh, correctly. Uh, but sh- certainly shutting off the cable modem's Wi-Fi router is one option, but may not be necessary uh, in order for things to work. No, I understand that. In fact, when I had my cable modem updated here, though, the Cox guy said, he sees I'm using your airport extreme you don't want to use our gateway if you like that, right? And I said, sure, just turn it off. Why even challenge anybody? Just turn the thing off. And the guy was smart. You know, I've noticed the level of Cox customer support in the last year or so has been much better. I've talked to the techs separately. They're very savvy about Max because more and more people are using them and they don't give you the nonsense they used to give you. They don't blame your computer anymore. And that's good. Of course, it doesn't mean Time Warner does. Time Warner still is known for having some of the worst customer support ever. Who do you have in your area? Comcast. Well, um, what can I say? Right. I don't know. What can I say? Well, I like their TV network stuff, of course. I mean, you know, remember, that's NBC also, and they've got the Blind Spot TV show. Do you, have you seen that yet? I do watch TV, but no, I haven't seen that show. All right. Blind Spot is very simple. It's a procedural where they find this woman in a duffel bag 
naked in Times Square with tattoos all over her body. And the mystery of the show through the first season, at least, it's got a full season order now, and I think the number one new show, is to figure out what all those things mean. <laughs> Certainly something. Certainly something, right? It's also produced by Greg Berlanti, who also produces Arrow, The Flash, and the forthcoming Supergirl. I know all this useless information. More to come with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Healthy, organic, fresh fish, robust, mouth-watering vegetables, all from your home. It's called aquaponics. This brilliant, self-sustaining protein and veggie system is perfect for year-round growing. Know exactly where your food is coming from. Aquaponicsource.com is the one-stop shop for all your needs. Fish, fish food, plumbing, full systems, classes, and more. Learn to build your own system. Go to aquaponicsource.com for a free guide to aquaponics. That's aquaponicsource.com. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed 
out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So, Peter... Have you ever heard such useless information as I can offer on TV shows and such? Well, yes, because I'm on the Internet and it is a font of useless information. Exactly. Let's move on here. iOS 9, iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. Now, I've heard mixed bag reactions to iOS 9. What's your experience so far? I haven't had any major problems, although... I am convinced that uh, resetting network settings um, did help me, at least in the in in the initial uh, iOS nine switch. Uh, but yeah, since iOS nine point oh two was released, I, I haven't had any major issues. It seems to work pretty well here. I think the first release I had a little flakiness with one or two apps that would frequently quit. And even before they were updated, going to 9.0.1, 9.0.2, no problems. I guess you can be concerned the fact that they came out within a week of each other. iOS 9, next week 9.0.1, the following week 9.0.2. But I agree with you, it's been a pretty good experience. Have you upgraded your iPhone to the 6S or 6S Plus? I'm still using a 6. That's good enough for you. It is. You know, the 6S uh, and the 6S Plus are marvelous, marvelous phones. And I, 3D Touch is an incredible user interface change. You know, the, the, the approved performance and, and, uh, uh, and other attributes of the phone are terrific. But it, the, the bottom line is you don't necessarily need the latest and greatest thing every year. It's a very expensive proposition for, I think, most people to to, to do. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of taking a more conservative approach, and I'm just trying to get the most out of my 6 for now. Also, I think if you upgraded your phone two years ago, so you have like an iPhone 5S. Okay, so your mobile phone contract is coming up. You've got all these new fancy offers where you pay a certain amount every month, and then you can upgrade after 18 months or after two years. What do you think of those schemes? Where basically you constantly are renting a phone, even though in theory you pay off that loan, which is what it is, you keep the phone. Practically, what they are getting you to do is make that payment for the rest of your life. 
and just get a new phone every 12 to 18 months. That's what Apple is doing, leasing you a phone. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's interesting that, first of all, with the iPhone success, Apple is taking that under their own aegis instead of letting the carriers do that exclusively. Uh, Apple is now offering an iPhone upgrade program that enables you to get an unlocked phone through them that's covered under Apple Care um, and uh, you know pay them a monthly fee uh, in order for the privilege of, of upgrading your phone every time a new phone comes out. And, you know we can expect that very reliably that every year Apple is going to have a new iPhone model to upgrade to. So you know Apple moving the locus of upgrades from the carriers to itself is smart business for Apple. And I think a lot of people are excited about doing that. The only problem from my perspective is that you actually have to go to an Apple store, an Apple retail store to do that. And quite frankly, I just am not interested in going to an Apple retail store unless I really have to, because they're inconvenient for me. They're, they're almost an hour away. Um, and I don't want to have to deal with the lines and, uh, you know, the mob scene that inevitably sort of happens with that. So I've been very slow to upgrade my 6, and I'm content with that because my 6 is still going strong and is still a wonderful phone. Having said that, the fact is that smartphones, especially the premium smartphones that Apple offers, are very expensive devices. You're not paying $200 for an iPhone. You're paying $650 to $1,000 for an iPhone, depending on which model you get and uh, what sort of features, uh, what sort of storage capacity it's got. So they are very expensive devices, and that's a lot more cash than many of us are willing to outlay every year. That's why carrier subsidization in the past has been so popular. You guarantee your carrier that you're going to do business with them for two years, and they're willing to uh, subsidize the cost of, of your phone to a certain degree. That has changed. That's changed thanks to uh, you know very clever marketing and very clever business realignment from the carriers themselves, starting with T-Mobile and working out from there. They no longer do those subsidies, although they do offer programs. T-Mobile's program is called Jump, for example. AT&T has the next program. You know, all these are designed to enable you to pay a monthly fee and with the understanding that after 6, 9, 12, 18 months, whatever the terms might be, you can upgrade instead of having to wait through a full two-year cycle. I think that each individual needs to look at the math and figure out what makes the most sense for them because in some cases, it's going to make more sense to enroll in one of those programs and continually upgrade your phone, especially if you've got the added protection of, let's say, Apple Care or some other insurance program. So if you break your phone, God knows a lot of us do break screens or damage the phone irreparably somehow. You'll be able to get it replaced at a much lower cost than the full replacement cost of the phone itself. For others, though, it may make more sense to hold onto the phone, take good care of it by putting it in an otter box or a life-proof case. And then when it comes time for Apple to refresh, you know, in that late August, early September time frame, you end up reselling it. You sell it to a company like Gazelle, for example, which will give you a guaranteed amount for an iPhone that's in good working condition of the current version. You use that money to roll over to your next, your next phone. In many cases, that is going to make more sense. But that does require a little bit more logistical massaging. You may have to have another phone that you can pop your SIM into temporarily while you're waiting for the refresh to happen or while you're waiting to get your hands on the new phone. So it isn't a simple process all, all the time. But the friends who I've had who have done that uh, have been very happy and feel like they make out better than they would if they were enrolled in those upgrade programs. Now, I have AT&T next. 
And it gives you two options. Number one is if you are not already at the point where you can upgrade your phone, you pay a penalty and they'll bill it to you the following month and you return the phone when they, after they ship you the new one. Or you pay a fee to buy it off. And it's possible that fee may represent what you can get from Gazelle, for example. Another is just buy the phone outright, pay for it on your credit card, and make the monthly payments as you want. And at the end of the day, of course, you got to pay interest, which these are interest-free loans. So that's another possibility. And remember, too, if you're going to Apple Store and you're buying a phone on their lease purchase plan to upgrade every year, they have to approve your credit. They're going through a third-party bank. And that bank may or may not approve your credit. If they don't, you don't get the deal. But if you already have a deal with your AT&T or your T-Mobile and they accept your credit because they have experience with you, regardless of what it is, you may have to deal with them if you want to take one of these plans. I just wanted to bring that out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Apple Care is another issue. Apple Care is something that the iPhone upgrade program through Apple offers you. But if you have a credit card like American Express, for example, that um, routinely doubles your warranty um, on any items that are purchased through it, it may be superfluous. You may not have to, to buy Apple Care to have equivalent coverage. Peter Cohen, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me on imore.com, Tom's Guide, uh, Macworld, and anywhere else that uh, uh, my byline pops up. You can also find me on social media like uh, Twitter at Flarg, F-L-A-R-G-H. Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Really appreciate it. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. The human body is more than 60% water. Your brain and muscles are 75% water. And your blood is 92% water. Water is vital to your body, and alkalizing your water is the key to keep it running at its best. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops keep your entire body healthy, boosts energy, promotes weight loss, and even fights cancer. Call 800-518-7615 or go to AlkaVision.com to find out more. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Ricky LeBlanc, admitted in Mass only. Sokolov Law, LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Ken Levan, responsible attorney in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Greg Hobby, New Jersey. The choice of lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been impacted by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-218-HELP. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos 
exposure. Thousands of hardworking men and women, including many U.S. veterans and industrial workers, have been diagnosed with mesothelioma because manufacturers knew the dangers but put profits ahead of people. An estimated $30 billion in court-ordered trust has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be entitled to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-218-HELP. That's 1-800-218-HELP. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? Reputation.com can protect your good name. Get a free consultation now at 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from reputation.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. Turn on the news and you'll hear stories of natural disasters, political unrest, and financial crisis. In times of uncertainty, how will you take care of your family's most basic needs? Food Insurance, America's most trusted provider of freeze-dried emergency food, has solutions that fit your family's needs and budget. Our meals are delicious, nutritious, and come with a guaranteed 25-year shelf life. For a limited time, we are sending a free freeze-dried meal to all listeners of this program. Go to foodinsurance.com and request your free meal today. That's foodinsurance.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Kyle Weens from iFixit.com, and we're going to do a lot of teardowns. We're going to tear down the new gear from Apple, at least some of it, at least one of the new iMacs and the iPhones we haven't covered yet, and a few other things. But right now, there's an issue here, and I didn't want to reopen old wounds, but I will. Okay, so let's talk about this. You, like a lot of us, are members of the Apple Developer Program, and somehow you got selected by lottery or something to get one of the new Apple TVs ahead of its release. Now, how did you get in that pool? Did you have to sign up for it or what? Yeah, so I don't actually know. Uh, I, somebody in the office might have signed up for it or it might have showed up. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I wasn't the one who filled out the form. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing one of our folks filled it out. And, uh, and so, yeah, just one day an Apple TV showed up. Okay, so you basically get this for $1? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they, they they had the deal where it was, you know, there was there was some kind of early lottery, and then they were sending devices out for, effectively for free, so for a dollar. Okay, now I should have signed up for this. Not that I ever win a lottery. I think I normally work this way. I spend fifteen dollars for the lottery to win every five dollars. But the house always wins. Remember that it's only the one person out of a hundred million who gets three hundred million dollars. Right. In this case, I. I think they were giving most people that uh, signed up for the, or were, were in the dev program and had established apps. I think they sent out a lot of these devices. I mean, there were tons and tons of unboxings of these things online. Okay. Now we have a problem here. You're a developer. You're working on apps. And there's a non-disclosure agreement. How does that apply to hardware that you get for development? I'm not sure. I mean, it's Apple's been interesting with this the non-disclosure agreement on on developer accounts because well, well technically, you know, they say don't talk about it in practice everyone does. Also, there's a public beta now. So, if it comes to iOS or OS 10, well, millions of people have access to that public beta, so clamping down is difficult. I guess they'd be concerned if you got into very deep and dark system considerations. But the normal discussion, it's out there. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a huge amount of this information that, that that's out floating around, sh- sharing information the moment it comes out. You know, from our perspective, they uh, they sent us one. You know, they, they had the dev agreement. Uh, we said, ah, well, maybe it's a risk. Uh, we decided that the public's right to know outweighed the risks to us. And so we went ahead and took it apart. I can't believe they sent you one without knowing that unless so many people are getting them, that they didn't pay attention to the names and addresses. Yeah, you kind of have to assume Apple's got some intent in everything that they do. Um, we figured if, they, if, they, if they're sending iFixit one, they know full well what we're going to do with it. We work with a lot of other manufacturers that, that give us hardware from time to time. So this was, you know, they decided uh, that they, they sent us one and then they decided that they would prefer that we not do what we always do. All right. Now, before we go on, This is a pre-production or early production Apple TV. It is conceivable there'll be some minor changes between this and the final version. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's something that we're always concerned with. We usually try to get uh, production-ready hardware to take apart. We will probably pull apart a production one just to verify and see if they're the same. You know, we have the thing with the iPhone 6S where uh, the processor, you know, you could open two iPhone 6Ss and the processors would be made by different companies. So they're always multi-sourcing things. Is the pre-production one going to be different from the, the, the full production one? I'm not so sure. You know, they have to make these things. They have to start making them a couple months ahead of time in order to have the stockpile of units ready for launch day. If they're going to sell a million of these on launch day, they have to be making them for quite a while beforehand. I don't think that the pre-production units will vary. Uh, but, of course, you know they sent us one in particular. So they might have sent us a very specific one that they wanted us to take apart. So we'll certainly be pulling apart one that we get at retail to find out what's different. You'd assume then the major change to see will be the software. They'll continue upgrading the operating system until shortly before release. Right. They'll continue updating the the software, which is to be expected. And we didn't even turn ours on. So I don't know what software was on it. And then, you know, there may be component changes that are either changes from production or they're just changes, uh, you know, from one unit to the next. Okay. So since this happened, did they ask you to send it back or what? No, we didn't get any outreach from them at all. They just said, we've revoked your developer account for violating terms. They didn't even specify what uh, 
what the issue was. So we said, okay. Uh, so, you know, our app is open source and we have a very vibrant community of people that are, that are, you know, creating repair kits. Like I fix it as not us. I fix it as a community of people and the apps have been open source from day one. So it doesn't really set the community back because somebody's just going to release the app again. I mean, the source code's available, the APIs are open. Uh, so we were kind of okay with, uh, you know, if they want to slap us, that's fine, but they can't knock the community down. Okay, somebody else could basically send that to the Apple Store. Correct. And unless Apple has some kind of block on anything that smacks of your source code, they could conceivably approve it. Let's get into what that app is in a moment. All right. Assuming this is going to be the same or nearly identical to the shipping version of the Apple TV, what do we know about that's important? On the Apple TV, I mean, the interesting thing is the amount of sensors and the remote. You've got a lot of, you know, sophisticated hardware. They're trying to do, you know, motion sensing on the remote. Um, it was fairly easy to take apart, uh, which we were excited about. Um, you know, there's a battery in the remote that'll need to be replaced. It doesn't seem to be too hard to get to. Um, the, the lightning connector is kind of integrated into the battery. So you have to replace both of them at once. Getting the batteries might be a little bit tricky. Um, but there was a, you know, there was a full, you know, three axis gyro made by Invensense in the remote control. And I think that's a little bit rare. Even uh, I think like Logitech super fancy remote controls don't always have gyroscopes in them. So this is closer to a Wiimote than a traditional remote control. That's why they're allowing for gaming. Right. And that's, they're hoping that this is a you know, sufficient enough input device for gaming. And then everybody's building all these plastic contraptions to go around the remote so you can have a more full gaming experience. Uh, you, know, you look at the history of game consoles. The thing that really makes a game console a... Uh, you know, differentiated experience. You've got a standardized platform to develop for, and then you have you know some kind of awesome input interface. And the thing that really made the Wii amazing to use was the remote control. So Apple is has their minimalism combating with uh, an attempt to <laughs> make the gaming controller of the future. And we'll find out if they if they compromise too much functionality for the sake of minimalism. Now I heard you're allowed only two devices. To work with it, which family gaming, that's going to be a problem, right? Yeah, so everybody's buying these these extra controls. Yeah, I mean, the two things that they're doing to sabotage the, the third-party gaming controller market is this limit of two devices, and they're not allowing games to require one of these inputs. So you could, couldn't sell a game and say you have to have, you know, the, the add-on, um, say, steering wheel for a race car. Uh, driving game, which is which is understandable from Apple's perspective, but is going to be limiting for the sales of these devices because the games are what's going to sell the device. And if you have the option to buy the the add-on uh, steering wheel, people might not might not buy as many of them, which then means that enough developers won't be developing for them. Is the limit on controllers a hardware limitation or software? That's a good question, and I don't know the answer. <laughs> I, I think that's something we're going to have to find out. I don't know if, if somebody's figured that out yet. Um, it kind of reminds me of the limitation with the Kinect, where in the first versions of the Kinect, it could only track you know one or two people, and then as they've gotten better, they're able to track more people simultaneously. I don't know what the specific limitation is on the, on the Apple hardware. Okay. It has an A8 processor. We assume pretty much the same as the iPhone 6. I think so. It's it's got very similar markings. It's got two gigabytes of of uh, Hynix RAM on it. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a small package, but it makes a lot of sense for Apple to be standardizing. Okay, so the reason I asked that question is, 
Importantly, we'll get into more of this in our next segment with the Apple TV. There's no support for 4K. The HDMI standard it's using is 1.4, which gives you 4K video at 30 frames, but it doesn't give you 4K video at 60 frames. So we're talking about older hardware here. I'm going to ask a question of Kyle Weens of iFixit in a moment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, Tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Many are in disbelief today after word of shocking allegations against a Minnesota-based talk syndication company known as GCN. It's claimed that they're the fourth largest talk syndication company in the U.S., making it even more scandalous that they've been accused of helping business owners expose themselves on a massive scale. Let's go live to Tom for more on this story. It's being called the greatest exposure of our lifetime, while other business owners are beginning to step forward claiming they, too, exposed themselves. 
Gonzalez with the help of GCN. It's true. They're all guilty. Every last one of them. GCN helped me get the exposure my company needed. And just think, that was years ago. Today, GCN has like 700 affiliate stations and over 6 million downloads from iTunes and their website every month. Imagine the exposure your company can get. Expose your business to the masses. Email advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. GCN. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies and disabilities for children. That's why we support the March of Dimes to help mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment and outreach to help moms during their pregnancy, and give every baby a healthy start in life. Learn how you can help at marchofdimes.org. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. Please check out our lifetime membership plan. We have an effect now for Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We offer for a low monthly, annual, five-year, or lifetime, believe it or not, lifetime subscription fee, the ad-free version of the show, better quality audio. Coming up this coming week, the Tech Night Owl Minute. We're finally going to get it together. We have Kyle Weens of I fix it, and we're talking about a teardown of Apple TV. And this was significant for them because it cost them their membership in the Apple developer program. But there it is. They took it down. Okay, famously, no support for 4K video. Does that chip have the capability of Apple turning it on later? You know, that's a good question, and I'm not sure. I mean, what else are they driving with the with the A8? You know, the iPad Pro is really going to be pushing the envelope of, of resolution, um, and, you know, that's going to be running the A9. I think this was a cost decision. Uh, they're trying to mass produce this. They're trying to get the cost down. This processor is lower cost. I would guess that this is fixed at, at the current resolution and that there won't be an upgrade. The reason uh, I say that is because the Roku 4 is going to offer 4K. Amazon's Fire TV, the new one, offers 4K. Yeah. Think about Apple's history with Blu-ray. Blu-ray is a technology that provided you know, superior video uh, performance. You know, you, you had a lot better resolution, and Apple consistently said no. Um, they're, they were late to the party on DVD, uh, adding DVD players, and it didn't really hurt them. I think I think they're playing the conservative mainstream you know, plan on this. There's there's not that much 4K content. And even, you know, you go to a YouTube video that's 4K, most people can't play it anyway because they don't have enough bandwidth to stream it. So if people are streaming this stuff through, our bandwidth needs to catch up to the video devices. There aren't that many people with 4K TVs. There aren't that many people with fiber internet connections that can handle them. So I think this was the right kind of mainstream decision as much as we're all excited about 4K as the next new thing. Also, there are some parts of the standard not finalized. Let me explain that. First of all, with 4K TVs, to see four times the resolution on your TV set, the minimum for a 65-inch TV 4K to see the difference is like eight feet. You're farther away, you're not going to see much of a difference between that and 1080p. You need a big TV set, you can't be too far from it. Now, there's another aspect of 4K, and that is HDR. 
which is the higher resolution, more colors, wider color gamut, that kind of thing. That is an emerging standard. I don't even think it's finalized yet. And Apple doesn't jump into technologies until they're pretty stable, pretty reliable. So they're still playing around with the enhanced color and different TV makers have different ways of doing it. And a lot of the affordable 4Ks don't offer it. It may be Apple wants to wait another year. Remember that LTE did not come to the iPhone until probably about a year after the other makers because the original chips were not as reliable and they use too much juice. So maybe Apple wants to give it another year for 4K to stabilize. What do you think? I think that's very possible. Uh, they're they're going to be slow on on jumping onto something like this because they want to get it right. They don't want to have to change things up. Uh, they certainly are not a early adopter in the kind of bleeding edge space. They like to see things established. They like to see the, the silicon uh, really settle down and be established. And it may still be, as I said, that they could do something in the firmware on the AA chip. I have no idea. I had read once a year ago that it was capable of that. But remember, the iPhone 6S has the A9 chip, and it does take 4K video. So Apple is certainly making the commitment. I mean, look at the new iMacs with 4K and 5K displays. Obviously, Apple is concerned about 4K. They're not rushing. Any other notable things to mention in this Apple TV? I think it's an interesting platform. They've got a you know very capable processor. So one interesting thing about video consoles is that the the game you know the, one interesting thing about these video consoles is that the resolution really is very processor dependent. So if you're talking about building a gaming platform, kind of constraining the resolution actually gives the processor more headroom. It gives gaming menu or game designers more room to do interesting things. So I think to some extent they could be saying, hey, we're going to build a, a gaming platform. We want to give people standardized resolutions to be able to target. And we want to give them room on the CPU to be able to do interesting things in the game. If you go to 4K, you suck up so much uh, processor overhead, rendering all those extra pixels that you don't have enough room for interesting gameplay. As of today, you haven't turned it on yet. I, haven't, I have not turned one of these Why on. Not? Why not? So why don't you hook it up and see what it does? Well, we'd have to put it back together first. Oh. <laughs> We're so busy with all these other teardowns, I don't even think we put it back together. If Is Apple it wanted it back, we'd be happy to put it back together and send it back to them. Well, that's a good uh, question this here. This is pretty typical with us with these teardowns. We get we get new hardware, and uh, I mean they, they've released so much stuff in the last uh, in the last you know month and a half. We've got all the new iPhones. We've got uh, the new iMacs. We've got. Uh, right now, we're taking apart the uh, the new keyboard and the new trackpad. So uh, there's a lot to keep us busy. Is it something you could put back together easily? Uh, yes, absolutely. We gave this a very high repairability score. Uh, this is certainly something that you can get inside. Um, the The remote had a little bit of glue on it, but it really wasn't a challenge. Uh, it was kind of similar to pulling apart the iPhone. You've got a little bit of adhesive around the edge. You've got a connector you have to watch out for. But no, this is no problem at all to pull apart. We gave it an 8 out of 10 on our repair scoring system, which is very, very high. All right, so we'll see whether... Our request of Kyle Weens to put back his Apple TV will pay off, and we'll see whether the damn thing works or not. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, let's go back in time here. So you get an iPhone 6S and a 6S Plus. Right. Obviously, they look about the same. It weighs more. It's a tad, a tad bigger, very slightly bigger. 
tearing it down, I assume there's a lot of differences because internally there seem to be a lot of changes. Yes, yeah, so they kept the same form factor, uh, but they certainly have revamped a lot of minor things. Uh, so you've got a slightly different battery size. Uh, we've got the Taptic engine, so this new vibrator inside. That's a pretty interesting major new component. Uh, and that's pretty cool. If you're, if you're not familiar with how the vibrators and these things work, traditional vibrator is a motor uh, with a spindle, and then there's a weight attached to the spindle, and the weight is just off-center, and so when it spins, the weight moves around and changes the center of gravity on the device, and it vibrates. With the Taptic engine, they wanted more precise control over that vibration with the, with the, the motor with the weight off-axis on the spindle. It's hard to you know, immediately start and stop it. You don't get the super fast response time. So with the Taptic engine, it is a, a series, it's a magnet on, with springs on either side, and it's, it's in a line, and they're sliding the magnet back and forth. And that gives them much more precise control. They say they can get up to speed in like one and a half oscillations. So that is is pretty darn nifty. Um, it, in, inside, you take it apart, it just looks like a metal rectangle. Um, but we were able to get an uh, x-ray look inside it as it was moving, and it's pretty neat to see. Now, remember, the price for this product is no different from the previous year's model. Right. It's the same price you know, from a consumer perspective. This isn't a major enough upgrade that I think you would want to ditch an iPhone 6 to move to a 6S, but this is Apple's annual you know, TikTok uh, incremental updates. Now, taking apart the case, the same pretty much as the iPhone 6? It's the same exact process. And this is this is noteworthy because with the from the iPhone 5, which was a pretty repairable phone, going to the 5S where they added the Touch ID sensor, the Touch ID sensor actually made it quite a bit harder to take apart because it was an extra cable that, that was very finicky and easy to break. When they moved to the iPhone 6, they rerouted that cable through the display assembly, and they made it much easier to take the iPhone apart. Uh, this is a fantastic thing from a repair perspective. Uh, it has, it has uh, really reduced a lot of the errors that, can, that were happening when people were repairing iPhone 5Ss. So they, they made that improvement in the 6. They kept that same improvement in the 6S. So the 6S uh, continues to be a very repairable phone. Um, and actually quite a bit more repairable than Samsung's phones. As Apple has been making their phones more repairable, Samsung has been making their phones less repairable. So Apple gets criticized for that, though. We criticize Apple for certain devices. So we'll criticize Apple for the iPad design, which is really very challenging to repair. But we have been uh, very consistently positive about the recent iPhone designs. They're clearly very specifically designed to be easy to repair. We gave the iPhone 6S a 7 out of 10 repair score. That's, that's very high. It scores better than most of the other phones that we've taken apart this year. Now, I gather here part of that is that Apple wants to be able to fix these things in the field. So if you bring your iPhone to your Apple store and you broke the glass, now I guess they could just give you a refurb, sometimes they do, for the price of the fix. But also they could take it in back and they could make the repair on the spot if they had to. Don't forget to check our premium service, Tech Night Owl Plus. Plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for the ad-free version of the show and a Tech Night Owl Minute. Kyle Weems of iFixit joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, we're tearing down the iPhone 6S, and he says that the iPhone 6 and 6S are easier to take apart than the iPhone 5S. And thus, if you're doing a field repair, it makes it better. Now, does the Apple Store actually fix these things if you bring it in or just replace it? Yes. No, they're very clearly doing a lot of the repairs at the Apple stores. Uh, so if you have a screen repair, they I think it's it's something like $129, $179 on some of these. Uh, and you just take it to the store and they'll do the, the screen. I mean, you have to have an appointment. Um, and the biggest challenge, like they're absolutely able to do them in stores. The challenge that they have is just that they they can't do enough of the repairs. So they don't have enough geniuses. You have to schedule an appointment ahead of time. So that's where having an independent service option, having a local repair shop that can do it for you too, or doing it yourself is a good option. But yes, Apple is very clearly doing a lot of these repairs in store. They're designing the product to facilitate that. They're designing an entire service system around it. And they're making a lot of money doing in-store repairs. So basically here... I break the screen. I call Apple. They say, come at 3 o'clock. You come at 3 o'clock, yeah. you go out for an hour and come back and pick it up? Exactly. Okay, that's yeah, and, cool. And so that's the genius cool. is taking it back, and, and he's doing the repair. And that's only possible because it was designed to be repaired that way. I don't believe they're doing that with iPads. Uh, and the reason is that the iPad repair is a much more challenging repair than the iPhone. And probably doesn't happen as often. 
I think there just aren't as many iPads. I think it probably happens, or or people aren't using their iPad as much. But uh, we see, I see broken iPad glass a lot. I mean, if schools were all using iPads, you would see school iPads breaking just as frequently or more frequently than people break iPhones. Yes, but I think schools would put them in a case that makes them less susceptible to such things. They do now. <laughs> For a long time, they weren't, or they've just abandoned the iPads. I think that's that's what I think. Most of the iPads in schools broke, and the schools have switched off to something else. They went back to MacBook Airs or something. All right, or, putting back the iPhone together. So I take it apart. I replace the battery, the screen. What's involved in getting it back together again? Humpty Dumpty process. Yeah, so getting the screen off or getting the battery out is pretty straightforward. There are two screws on the bottom, and if you pull out your iPhone, you'll look at it. You'll see there's two screws on either side of the lightning port. It's Apple's proprietary pentalobe screw, so you have to have Why do they use those? I'm going to stop here for a second. Why do they use those crazy screws? They use the screw to keep you out. It's a screw designed to prevent you from being able to repair your phone. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, We have uh, those screwdrivers available. Every time we sell a battery, we include the screwdriver with the battery kit. So uh, it's like a screwdriver manufacturer employment practice. (laughs) It's it's kind of frustrating. We make a lot of money selling those screwdrivers, so I I guess I shouldn't be complaining, but it's kind of crazy that uh, they have a new screwdriver that's unique to Apple. And they started using this uh, midway through the iPhone 4 production cycle, and they've been pretty consistent with it ever since. So you have to have one of these. I think it's important for everybody to have one anyway, because if you, let's say you drop your phone on the toilet, you get it wet. The first thing that you want to do is open it up and completely air it out, get any of the corrosion stopped. uh, And you have to have that screwdriver to be able to do that. All right. So they're using this crazy screw. So, sorry. So to get inside, so you remove these two uh, pentalobe screws. And then you need a little tiny suction cup. And this is the sort of suction cup you might have in your shower. Or again, we include them with our kits. Uh, And then you can pop the display up. Uh, And then there's a couple of uh, connectors that you need to disconnect carefully. You can use a a fingernail or a plastic pry tool. And then the display is off. So getting the display off is very straightforward. If you buy a replacement display assembly, uh, there's very little work that needs to be done uh, to transfer the Touch ID sensor from your old screen to the new one. Put it back on there. If you're just going to replace the battery, which everybody needs to do on their phone about once a year, uh, there are some adhesive pull tabs on the bottom of the battery. Uh, you pull those. If you do it right, it frees the battery easily, and then you can drop the new battery in. If you don't do it right, you've got a little bit of prying ahead of you to get the battery out. Now, what I wonder about here is, in terms of a battery, which is inevitable that if you keep your iPhone as long as two years, you'll probably have to replace the battery once at least. Why can't they make it easier to pull apart? Why adhesive? Why not Velcro or something? <laughs> well, Velcro would be thicker. Uh, so for a long time, they were using adhesive that you had to heat, you had to pry up. They, they have tried to use this. It, it, it's uh, a technique developed by 3M. It's a command adhesive. Uh, what, what is a command adhesive? Well, you can actually go to Home Depot and buy these uh, like coat hangers, and you, you stick it to your wall, and then when you want to pull it off, you pull a pull tab, and it shears the adhesive off, and it doesn't leave any sticky residue. Apple's using that same technique in the iPhones. So hypothetically, there's this little pull tab. You pull it, and it shears all the adhesive off, and the battery comes out easily. That works about 50% of the time. Uh, if you're really, really good at it, maybe it works 60% or 70% of the time. The rest of the time, you pull the pull tab, the pull tab breaks, and then you have to pry the battery out the old-fashioned way. So this is they're trying very hard to have a happy uh, you know, technique to remove the battery, and uh, it's not quite perfected yet. Do we assume they have something special to pry that apart? 
Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think they use the same techniques that we do. There's kind of a, a bit of a, a trick, a technique to, to pulling it up, and we describe it in the repair guide to try to avoid shearing that. But the 6S that I pulled apart, I broke the pull tabs on. So even I'm not, not the best at it. So if I replace the battery, what do I do uh, if you break I the mean, pull tabs? If you break the pull tabs, then what you can do is you can heat it up with a hairdryer. Uh, you basically heat up the bottom of it just to loosen the adhesive, and then you just pry around the outside with a with a credit card or a plastic pry tool, and you can get the adhesive up. It just means instead of it being 30 seconds to get the battery out, it'll take you maybe five minutes of careful prying and a little bit of heating. So we assume Apple's going to do it the slow way or the fast way. Who knows? Who knows? So, you know, we're appreciative that they have, you know, attempted a technique that is moderately successful for for getting the battery out. It would certainly be nice otherwise. The concern that they have with gluing the battery down is, and the reason that they glue the b- battery down or use some adhesive on it is that the battery can rattle around inside the case. So they want they want the battery to, to be fixed down, which I understand. Uh, we would prefer it if they just had you know four screws, a screw on each corner of it, uh, but they have decided that that would add weight and thickness. Uh, and so they are, they're doing it this way. Now, you mentioned that the iPhone 6S and 6 are easier to fix, and in the scheme of things for this kind of device, not that hard to fix, compared to Samsung, which has gotten worse. Now, the previous generation Galaxy smartphones just pry off the back because it had a removable cover. But now they have locked it down like Apple does. So what happens? Yeah, so it's interesting. With the Samsung Galaxy S4, it scored even higher than the 6S. We gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, the battery was trivial to replace. I was uh, user-replaceable, and Samsung advertised it like crazy. Um, you know, the display assembly was a little more complicated uh, to get to, but overall, very, very repairable phone. With the S5, Samsung decided to try to make the phone waterproof, and in the process of being a technology manufacturer attempting to waterproof something and not talking to the watch industry first, they glued it together. There are lots of ways of waterproofing uh, products without gluing things together, uh, but Samsung decided to glue it. So that's where they went with the S5. And then when they introduced the S6, they backed off on the waterproofing, but they didn't back off on the glue. Um, And so that is a little bit uh, frustrating. and, you know, the, the battery is really glued to the back of the display. Uh, you have to disassemble quite a bit before you can get to the battery. Um, it's almost like Samsung said, well, we tried the battery marketing thing, and we weren't quite as successful as we wanted, so now we're just going to you know, say the heck with it and glue the whole thing together. So you don't want to service that. Of course, nobody's buying them anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know how the S6 is doing. It certainly isn't doing as well as the iPhone is right now. Um, you know, it's a real shame because we were real big fans of Samsung for a long time. And, uh, you know, now, I mean, you look at our guide for op- just getting the back panel off of the S6 and it just looks painful just to get anywhere. Um, and then once you get the back panel off, there's lots of screws and it's just a process. All right. What about the other smartphones from other companies? Because obviously Samsung, other than Apple, pretty much owns the market. But what about the Lumia phones that Microsoft is building? How hard are they to take apart? You know, we haven't taken apart any Lumia phones lately. <laughs> we, we should do that. Nobody's even take, bought them lately, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's been the challenge. They haven't been popular enough. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to send me a Lumia, we would happily take it apart. Uh, it just hasn't been on our radar. One phone that we're very, very excited about is a company out of uh, Europe called Fairphone. And you probably haven't heard of them because they're a Europe-only cell phone. Don't forget to check our premium service, TechNightOwl Plus. Plus.TechNightOwl.com, plus.TechNightOwl.com for the ad-free version of the show 
and a Tech Night Owl Minute, plus.technightowl.com. Let's talk about this in our next segment with Kyle Weens of iFixit. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacro wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacro wedgie. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. 
Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So we have a European smartphone maker by the name of what again? Fairphone. So Fairphone. Fairphone. You can check them out at fairphone.com. So the idea is a fair trade phone. So they actually pay the workers that make the phone more than is a typical wage. Uh, they actually go and they meet the workers in the factories assembling these things and they tell their story. They source the minerals, the, the materials that go into the phone from ethical sources. And they thought that it was really important that the Fairphone was modular and easy to take apart. So you might have heard about Project Aura, which is Google's Big advertise, it's going to be the first modular cell phone. Well, Google got beat by this startup out of Amsterdam. Uh, And Fairphone is going to be shipping the world's first modular cell phone in December. Uh, I've seen pre-production units. They, They gave us one to take apart. It's really neat. Uh, and the whole thing is designed to be super modular. So getting the battery is trivial. Swapping out the camera, if you haven't want to put an upgraded camera in, there's just one screw on the camera. You can pull it out trivially. Uh, you can replace the display if you break the screen. You can repair the screen without any tools. It's a really, really neat product. Is it only sold in Europe? The first version, well, th- this is Fairphone 2, and yeah, the f- for their first two phones. And that was just, the, they had cost issues with uh, FCC testing and uh, supporting all the different frequencies. So they're, the first version of this phone, at least, is going to be in Europe only. But I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers because if they sold this thing in the U.S., this would absolutely be the phone I would be using. The version I see online is 525 euros. That's about $650 that, or something? Well, that includes the, the 20% VAT over in Europe. So if they were selling that same phone here, it would probably be about $500. The euro is closer to the dollar than it used to be. Uh, so it's actually you know, less expensive than a Galaxy S6 or an iPhone 6. Um, it's just that you're buying it without, without the, the carrier subsidy. Well, it sounds promising. It'd be nice to see if they offer that phone here. I'm looking at the equipment, and it seems to have hardware similar to a high-end smartphone from one of the other companies. Yes, and, and the key thing here is that, you know, Apple and Samsung and others have been saying, well, we can't make a modular phone that's compelling, that's thin, and the Fairphone folks are showing that it's possible. So I, I've gotten the, the feedback from folks a lot, well, this repairability thing is great, but we just can't make a modern device that's repairable. Well, the Fairphone designers have showed that you can. Well, it was designed from the ground up that way. That's the difference. Right. It was a design priority. And, you know, Samsung and Apple just have to make repairability a design priority. And it's clear if you look at the success that repairability was a design priority in the design of this phone. If you look at the iPad, it's clear that repairability was not a design priority. So the hope is that over time we can encourage manufacturers to take disassembly into account and really prioritize it in their design process. Let's move to the new iMac. Apple has made this into a powerful mainstream machine 
people who used to buy a Mac Pro now buy iMacs quite a bit. The Mac Pro yes. is a more restricted audience of content creators. In 2009, I went from a Mac Pro to the late 2009 27-inch iMac. I sold my 2008 Mac Pro with the 30-inch display for the 27-inch loaded iMac and got $300 and change. I had a pretty good deal. All right. <laughs> so we have the 27-inch iMac which you'll be testing soon, the new models. And now you have a 21.5-inch iMac. You have several different models with standard displays and one with a 4K retina display, but you tested the one and tore it down, the one with the standard display. Yes, yeah, so we took apart the most affordable model. We thought that it was the one that you know the most people would probably be buying. We'll see. Uh, we were also kind of curious what the what the upgrade options were. If you bought the low end op, uh, model, what what, what were, were your options going to be? So we we got this yesterday, pulled it apart, uh, just published a teardown late last night. Um, we're, and now we're doing this on, on a other- Thursday, by the way. It's several days removed, and maybe they'll have a chance at the twenty seven inch model by then. Yes, we will have more teardowns online. Yeah, so, so go to ifixit.com, hit the teardown link, and you'll be able to see everything that we've pulled apart. Uh, we are tearing down this stuff as fast as we possibly can. All right, let us continue. Let's tear it down. How does it differ from the previous year's model? Yeah, so the, the big... I mean, there's not a whole lot of changes. Um, the, the, you know, it's it's less upgradable. We, we, there's no way to upgrade the RAM, which is a bit of a concern. You've got, you know, updated updated chips you've got updated processor um unfortunately i mean this is a spec bump um most of the differences uh are are in the silicon um it's it's pretty much the same you know exterior design um it's most of um you know the, the the layout, the way that you get inside is the same. It's got the uh, you know it's got the hard drive, the low end model. We were hoping that they would put the uh, the connector on the board so that you could add a fusion drive to it, uh, but it's not, <laughs> which is a little bit sad because if they did that, it would be a really straightforward upgrade for people to do. Now, this is glued together, right? Uh, yeah. So they they use an interesting mechanism to open up uh, these things. So there, it, it's an adhesive, but it's an adhesive that's designed to be removable. So the way that you get inside these things, if, if you look at, at the, the edge of, of the iMac, you've got the glass goes all the way to the edge, and there's a very, very tiny gap between the glass and the metal. And we use a tool that's kind of like a pizza cutter uh, to, to work your way all the way around the edge. And we actually designed a tool specifically for opening the iMac. Uh, but you use the pizza cutter slice all the way around the edge and you're slicing the adhesive. And once you do that, the glass actually comes off pretty easily. So you pizza cut your way around the edge. Um, you, you, you free up the rest of the adhesive and then you can, you know, use your hands or suction cups to, you know, very carefully set the display aside. So actually getting inside this thing, if you have the right tool is pretty straightforward and easy. The problem with this device is that there just isn't a heck of a lot that you can replace. Once you get inside, you can swap out the hard drive, um, and you could repa- repair broken glass, you could repair a broken display, but that's about it. You can't replace the RAM. Boo. The same thing with the new model. The RAM right. is soldered onto the logic board. It cannot be replaced. Which I think in this day and age is crazy because, you know, the CPUs are lasting longer and longer. We, we're not as constrained by 
processor speed you know, year on year as we were, say, five, eight years ago, uh, the processor is going to last a while. But what we run into, you know, rapid limits is around speed of store, you know, capacity of storage, speed and memory. And you know, two years from now, it would certainly be nice to have an iMac with 32 gigs of RAM and you buy this thing and, and you're stuck. Now, let me point out something here. With regard to the 27-inch iMac, you can replace your RAM in about two minutes. It's a little slide on the bottom of the computer. takes you two minutes. I've done it. According to Otherworld Computing, the new iMac can handle up to 64 gigabytes of RAM. And they're selling the kits already. So you can get a lot of RAM in there. Normally, you buy it 8 or 16. Anything above 16 from Apple is too expensive because the upgrades are costly. The key here is... It's so super simple to do it on the 27-inch model. Why is Apple crippling it on the 21-and-a-half-inch model? Would it make it that much more complex inside? Are they trying to miniaturize so much that they take that out of the equation? Let's continue with that question in a moment, okay? We've got the guy from iFixit.com, Kyle Weens, here. And we're tearing everything down. And sometimes we'll put it back together again, but don't bet on it. I'm Gene Steinberg. <laughs> You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. Healthy, organic, fresh fish, robust, mouth-watering vegetables, all from your home. It's called aquaponics. This brilliant, self-sustaining protein and veggie system is perfect for year-round growing. Know exactly where your food is coming from. Aquaponicsource.com is the one-stop shop for all your needs. Fish, fish food, plumbing, full systems, classes, and more. Learn to build your own system. Go to aquaponicsource.com for a free guide to aquaponics. That's aquaponicsource.com. Do you lay awake at night and worry about the health and safety of you and your loved ones? Do you wonder what would happen if you weren't able to get to a hospital or doctor? How can you keep your family safe against the deadly pathogens that are beginning to emerge in the world today? Give yourself peace of mind with Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver is turning heads around the world as a new weapon in the fight against bacteria, viruses, and fungus. Supernatural Silver can be taken internally or used topically to help the body's own immune system fight off disease much more effectively. Supernatural Silver has been tested at independent universities and laboratories around the world and has been proven to be safe and highly effective against some of the planet's deadliest pathogens. There is no better product to have in your home for daily use or emergency preparedness. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com, use the code SILVER2015 for 20% off, and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. 
Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. I say about tearing things down, not putting them back together because they've got this Apple TV they tore down, and maybe they're bitter over losing their Apple developer <laughs> contract, but I don't believe that because he doesn't sound like it's anything. I think he believes that eventually Apple will come to their senses and reinstate them. In any case, okay, what do you think? Looking at the inside to the 21.5-inch iMac, is it so tight in there there's no way to design a proper RAM replacement scheme? Uh, no, I think there's room. And Apple's designers are very smart, and they could do this. Uh, and I think that this is an unfortunate case where Apple is is shooting themselves in the foot because it's better for Apple for these products to last longer. It's better for for all of us to be able to do do upgrades like RAM. It's better for uh, you know the environment. Yeah, I think Apple's been misled by some of the data. They'll, they'll do consumer investigations and they'll ask their customers, "How many of you are replacing your RAM?" And of the people that they sell products to, uh, I think it's a relatively low percentage. I don't, I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but I would guess that of you know first, you know the, the first generation product owners, so the people that buy products direct from Apple, you know less than half of them are upgrading the RAM over the, the lifetime of the product. However, what they're doing is when they're done with that product, when they're done with their iMac, they're not throwing it away. They're not recycling it. They're selling it to somebody else. They're selling it to you or me or somebody down the street. And that person is going to get an an iMac and say, hey, how can I make this thing better? Uh, And the first thing they're going to do is upgrade the memory. Are the first consumers, the people that buy things from Apple, upgrading the memory 
frequently. Not necessarily. Are these second owners of Apple devices upgrading the memory? Almost always, where it's possible. Uh, and that's that's where I think that their their consumer research has been flawed, and it's leading them to make bad decisions for the community. So, of course, you say on your site, exercise your right to repair. And I think right. the real the real answer here is for customers to write to Apple and say, look, I'm not going to buy a 21 and a half inch iMac. I'm not going to upgrade my computer because I do not want to buy something I cannot upgrade later. And that supplies, by the way, to virtually all of the MacBooks and MacBook Pros. The only one where you could upgrade RAM is a legacy 13-inch MacBook Pro MacBook from Pro. what? Two years ago? 2012. Yeah. Something like that. Late model 2012. And that's the computer that I use. I, I, I still use a 15-inch uh, late 2012 MacBook Pro. Yeah, I have a 17-inch MacBook Pro, one of the last ones made from 2010. I think 2011 or 2012, they stopped it. So I have the 17-inch MacBook Pro, heavy beast. <laughs> Believe it's me, it's machine. heavy, but I like having the bigger screen. I put an SSE drive there, again, from Otherworld Computing, which we mentioned because it's one of our advertising partners. It took, I don't know, less than a half hour to replace. I lost a couple of screws, but they replaced them because it's so tiny, and Apple does that. I replaced the RAM on there. So it's got 8 gigabytes of RAM, which is enough for the kind of things I use it for. It's got the half terabyte solid-state drive, so it works pretty fast. I mean, it's probably at this point half the speed of the current MacBook Pros, but you could replace RAM. Right. When you tear down a current MacBook Pro, MacBook, or MacBook Air, do you see room there for Apple to design the mechanism to upgrade RAM? Yes, it's absolutely possible. And I think we'll see when we do the 27-inch teardown, uh, the differences in how they could have, have designed it different. I don't think that just because it's a bigger screen, they have more room. It's certainly something that they could do. I think that they just are saying, look, this is a consumer machine. The 27-inch maybe is a more of a prosumer machine. This is a consumer machine. And consumers don't want to upgrade their memory. Uh, which yes, is, but which not is with the MacBook Pros. Professional people do movie editing on a 15-inch MacBook Pro with Retina display. Right. And that's a, uh, a thickness trade-off. So that they're making, they're saying we want to make this thing as thin as possible, and uh, I think it's the wrong trade-off. Uh, the Fairphone folks are saying, look, a modular phone is a better trade-off. So it, it would sure be nice if we had more options in the marketplace because Apple has not been listening to requests for, for upgradability, and it's a shame. Now, I know this kind of harkens back to the first Mac, the first compact Mac in 1984. You could not upgrade anything. Now, later ones did. But that first one, it's an appliance. And I think that's the philosophy here. That your computer is an appliance, like your smartphone, like your tablet. You buy it, and you're not expected to change it. Right. I get a car, and I'm spending a lot of money on a car, anywhere from like 15000 to 150000 for anything. But the most exotic cars, the average car is $33,500, the average transaction price. If I don't like the rearview mirror, I can replace it for three hundred dollars. Right. You know, I could snap on a different one. I go to a store and maybe I want a home link garage door opener with a compass and all that stuff. Get rid right. of it. A lot of things you can do with cars where you can modify it. You could add on things. You can change the radio if you don't like it. The engine, you know, it's not so easy. You know, I've got the computer systems and the emission controls, not so easy. The key here is Apple is looking at the refrigerator and the toaster oven. You're not going to modify that. Your TV set, you don't add memory to a TV set. Right. Yeah, they are saying, like, look, you, this is one size fits all. You buy it, you're going to use it, you're going to like it. 
Uh, and I think it's interesting to look at the Apple Watch marketing where they're saying the watch is a personal thing. You're going to want to customize it. Here's a million bands that you can use that will fit your style. And then they're selling us these one-size-fits-all computers. I care far more about c- customizing my computer to my lifestyle than I do customizing my watch to my lifestyle. Well, the thing that Apple has done, which is good, is that the last three OS X upgrades, aside from some new features that are in new hardware, work on the same Macs. Yes. Okay. Yes, and, and you can give, give them absolute credit for that. They've done a much better job with iOS than the Android community has of pushing software updates to these older machines. That's so right. So the, the iOS and OS ten both work on the same hardware. So what they've done is made your hardware last longer, so you don't have to upgrade it to run a new operating system. Maybe. I mean, you know, the iOS updates have been have been challenging. I think with OS 10 they've done a reasonably good job of not increasing the memory footprint. So I think that the OS 10 team gets a lot of credit. Um, iOS updates, I don't know. I t- somebody asked me once a day, like, hey, my iPhone's really, really slow now. I said, oh, you updated to the new OS, didn't you? And they say, yes. Well, unfortunately, there's no way to go back to the previous operating system. So there, well, there are pros is. And cons. There is. As far as I'm concerned, there is. What you have to do is restore it and find a place unofficial to get the download file of the previous operating system. And if you do that, it is possible to downgrade, yes. And maybe we should be publicizing that more. Well, yeah, but you're publicizing an unofficial source for those upgrade files. Apple doesn't offer it officially. Because basically, anyone who has done the beta testing of the public beta of iOS, when you upgrade your phone, you option upgrade, which allows a open dialog box to locate the upgrade file. So if you got yourself a copy of a previous version, you could downgrade to it by restoring it. Right. So it's possible. I did it, in fact, when I was playing with the iOS 9 upgrades, yeah. the betas. And so there's no... There's and I no reached the point where I couldn't... Could I couldn't, didn't want to use it because it was too buggy. In early release, I went back. Yeah. Yeah, well, and again, I think that's something we can be asking Apple for is say, hey, please, please make it possible for people to downgrade uh, their OS. Please make security updates available for the older uh, OSs, particularly where there's a performance downgrade to moving to the new one. Well, the performance downgrade is important. I was reading the reviews of iOS 9 with the older iPhones, like the iPhone 4S. It was a little bit slower, but that could be the difference between snappy and sluggish. And it takes longer to restart. So it's up to you. Now, in all fairness... As these operating systems develop, Apple tends to make them run a little more efficiently. So it's possible the performance loss won't be as severe. It's possible. Because in this day and age, performance is battery life. It's the same thing. You make something slower, you're going to make the battery last uh, shorter because uh, the, 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 it's going to be burning more CPU cycles, which is energy. Okay, that's an interesting point here we should mention. Go back to the teardown of the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. The battery is smaller, isn't it? I'm going to ask you more about that in a moment. Don't forget to check our premium service, Tech Night Owl Plus, plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for the ad-free version of the show and a Tech Night Owl Minute, plus.technightowl.com. Kyle Weens of ifixit.com here for one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Turn on the news and you'll hear stories of natural disasters, political unrest, and financial crisis. In times of uncertainty, how will you take care of your family's most basic needs? Food Insurance, America's most trusted provider of freeze-dried emergency food, has solutions that fit your family's needs and budget. Our meals are delicious, nutritious, and come with a guaranteed 25-year shelf life. For a limited time, we are sending a free freeze-dried meal to all listeners of this program. Go to foodinsurance.com and request your free meal today. That's foodinsurance.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Age 59, and I reside in Florence, South Carolina. The doctors diagnosed me as having clogged arteries. Felt like I was carrying heavy concrete blocks around my feet and legs. I started taking heart and body extract as directed. It is less than three weeks, and I'm like a young man again. It's unbelievable that an herbal formula can work so fast and so powerfully. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. You wouldn't go camping in the Everglades without bug spray, would you? It's in our nature to protect ourselves, especially when protection is simple and affordable. That's why IDStronghold.com has been providing affordable RFID protection for over 10 years. ID Stronghold wallets protect you from electronic pickpockets who pass near you with scanners and steal the information on the RFID chips in your credit and debit cards. IDStronghold.com is a technology company, so we understand how to best protect you against intrusive radio waves. ID Stronghold wallets are designed to block RFID signals, opened or closed, no matter where in the wallet you put your cards. Most other RFID wallets on the market were designed with only fashion in mind and do not shield properly, if at all. When you're shopping for your next wallet, be sure to get the protection you deserve by going to IDStronghold.com. Because getting anything else is like using latex gloves as oven mitts. Ouch. It's time to kick some ash. Because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LeSig. Because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LeSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LeSig.com. Spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash.
You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Now, I guess you're wondering why we continue every time we have Kyle on to tear down all this equipment. It's because when these things break, you'd like to know if you could upgrade them, if you could replace the parts yourself. And in many cases, you can't. You got to be careful. You got to use custom tools, and he sells you the custom tools to do it. But it's possible. But it's also nice to know in case you don't want to have it fixed, but you want to know what's involved. It's nice to know what is required to pull them apart, what they're made of, that sort of thing. So the battery. Right. And the new iPhones is smaller, somewhat smaller than last year's, right? Yeah, the new battery is very slightly smaller. Uh, fortunately, it's just as easy to get in and replace. But uh, yes, so the battery in the iPhone 6 was 1,810 milliamp hours. The battery in the iPhone 6S is 1,715 milliamp hours. That's actually pretty darn close. So you're talking about you know, a 95 milliamp hour difference. How much of a difference is that? It's 4 to 5%. Uh, and you know, in Apple's ba- published battery numbers, they're saying that uh, it gets the same battery life as the iPhone 6. So what they're effectively saying is that they achieved 4 to 5% efficiencies in the display and in all the silicon. So they're able to get the same battery life with a slightly smaller battery. So they also save a little bit of money that way. Presumably, the battery is very slightly cheaper, yes. And when you're building you know, 200 million of something, saving even a few cents is a big deal. Correct. Uh, yeah, like I was comparing it to the previous battery. You know, 5% volume difference is actually a fairly hard thing to measure at this size. We're trying to figure out how are we going to measure this battery, and I used the calipers on it. And I, we, we didn't really have instrumentation that was handy off the shelf that we had ready to go to, to detect exactly how much smaller physically this thing is. It's, it, it's a pretty minor difference. Well, the other thing to bear in mind here is that Knowing the capacity or size of the battery, these aren't off-the-shelf batteries. These are custom batteries made to Apple's requirements. Right. Although it's a relatively standard lithium-ion battery technology. I mean, the the thing that's unique for Apple is just the form factor. Uh, But I don't think that there's much difference between the batteries that Apple is putting in the iPhone and, say, the batteries Samsung is putting in their phones. Now, Uh, if you're replacing the battery, do you have to go to Apple to buy one or are third parties offering it? You can get them from third parties. So we sell batteries. There's a lot of folks out there that are selling batteries. We stand behind ours with a pretty good warranty. But that, that is something that you have to, I mean, you want to get a battery from a reputable supplier, but you don't have to go to Apple. And Apple flat out won't sell you just a battery. You have to give, you know, take your phone into them, hand over all the data and everything on it, pay them $79, wait for them to get around to doing the repair. Uh, you can get batteries from somebody like us for much, much less money and do it on your own time. So where are you buying your batteries from? We buy our batteries from a lot of the same places that Apple does. Sony makes a lot of Apple's batteries. We're able to go to a lot of the same component suppliers and get parts. So you can get parts pretty much the same specs then? Yeah, I, I don't, we don't, haven't seen any differentiation in performance from between the batteries that we sell and the batteries that Apple is selling. And I assume Apple doesn't mind that because they want to know their people are able to keep their iPhones. And unofficially... They can't expect that everybody who wants to change a battery is going to go to them. 
Right. They're clearly not expecting that. They know that there is a huge market out there for aftermarket repairs, uh, both for displays and for batteries. Uh, and it's it's net. It's a good thing for the ecosystem. It's a good thing for Apple to have options for their customers. It's a good thing for local communities to have repair shops and local repair options. So I think that you know transitioning to a more service based economy where we have more repair businesses that we're supporting our local community is going to be a very good thing for this country. Okay, replacing the battery. Any other interesting new hardware you've tested lately? Well, we are in the process right now of taking apart the uh, the new Magic Touchpad uh, and the, the Magic Keyboard. So those those teardowns will be live probably by the time you hear this. So check out ifixit.com and you can see those. We took apart uh, the Google Chromecast, which were kind of a boring thing to take apart because it's really just a board and a box. So they weren't all that exciting. We took apart Google's OnHub, which is their new Wi-Fi router. And that actually was kind of an interesting teardown. It's made, um, it's not obviously made by Google, but it's a super fancy high-end Wi-Fi router. Now, I have uh, heard some pretty mixed reviews of it, though. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't very impressed by it. We, it, it looks pretty cool on the outside, but um, it seems a little bit over-engineered uh, for a Wi-Fi router. And yeah, also, performance-wise, it didn't do that well. Yeah, and you know, it's got. I, they're claiming some adaptive uh, antenna technology. We didn't do a whole lot of, of testing. We were mostly trying to figure out, like, it was the OnHub some like magical secret device that was going to be the center of your future Internet of Things house, and is it like some you know Trojan horse that Google is selling trying to get into homes? Uh, is it going to compete with the Amazon Echo? Those were all questions that we had, and the answer to all of those questions is no. There's nothing really secret or fancy about it. It's just a expensive Wi-Fi router with a speaker. Well, I still like my Airport Extreme. I am not going to replace it until <laughs> the next technology. And that's completely reasonable. And the next technology is out there. And I don't care about the teardown. You know why I don't care about the teardown? It's because who's going to tear down and take apart and fix your Wi-Fi router anyway? Well, if the power supply goes out, I mean, that's the most common thing is you have a power surge and you have a capacitor and the power supply blow and you need to swap out the power supply. So in general, Wi-Fi routers don't fail all that often, but when they do, it's nice to have a repair option. Or just go buy a new one. I mean, if you're not really picky, they're not that expensive. Well, the OnHub's kind of expensive. Uh, so I think it's, uh, is it, it's $200. Well, that's uh, not much different from an Airport Extreme, which is what, 179 or 199 I forget. Yeah, yeah, but it's more expensive than than a lot of the other options out there. We're we're hopeful that all hardware can you know have a longer life than the you, know, you buy something you buy a router. How long is it going to last? Well, it's going to last as long as the shortest lived components died. Uh, and with a lot of you know, TVs, the the shortest thing that that's going to fail is a capacitor in the power supply. So it's kind of crazy to throw out a whole TV because of a thirty cent part. Uh, and we see the same thing with routers. We actually, with the, the airport um, extremes and with some of the uh, the other airports, uh, the ones with the, the airport expresses with the built-in power supply, those are, were made to be a little too compact. And we see people doing capacitor repairs on those all the time. There's a great guide on iFixit for, for how to fix your airport express. But it involves cutting the thing open and, and rejiggering the power supply. Well, it's up to you to do it. I won't do it. What about automotive technologies? Are you guys doing much about that? Yeah, so you know, I think it is a community site where there are people adding instructions for 
all kinds of things all the time. So the next time you're doing a repair, you know, take some pictures along the way, upload it to the site, and all of us kind of gain from the community experience. So if you happen to have a Mercedes, particularly um, a pretty common, the W123 chassis, which is commonly used across a lot of different Mercedes models, we have dozens and dozens of really, really detailed guides that have been created by the community. And it's, it's to the point now where it's, it's almost more comprehensive than the, the Mercedes repair manual. Well, the thing to bear so, in mind with cars, too, is that automakers are taking a platform and building a lot of models from it. I mean, for many years, for example, you bought a Volkswagen Passat. And the guts, the chassis was very similar to the Audi. I don't think so much anymore because the Passat is being made in America on a large platform. But even then, I bet it's very similar. There you go. Would you please tell our listeners where they can find more information on fixing it yourself or just learning how from ifixit.com? Yeah, so come hang out with us. Uh, we're ifixit.com. We're a friendly community of people taking things apart, learning how they work, uh, helping each other troubleshoot problems. We have a Q&A forum where if you have a problem you're stuck with, post uh, a question, share a little bit of what you've tried and what's, what's got you stuck. And we've got people that are excited to help uh, help you repair things. There's a database of thousands of solved problems people have already solved around all kinds of different products. And people are adding new step-by-step repair guides all the time. So if you're fixing something and we don't have a repair guide for it, take a few pictures, upload them, and that's the seed of a new, uh, new set of repair instructions. Crowdsourcing repair information for the masses. Everybody should know how to do it, even if you don't want to do it. You can find us on Twitter, where we're known as Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the guy with the plaid shirt. If that's who he is, more than likely he's me. We've got another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And we're going to talk about UFO abductions this week with Dr. David Jacobs. Do you think maybe you were captured by ET? Go to Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Check out our new lifetime subscription plan for Tech Night Out Plus, where you get the ad-free version of the show, higher quality audio. And coming up, the Tech Night Owl Minute. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. Affordable membership plans as little as $5 a month. And now a lifetime subscription plan at a very, very special price. Check it out, plus.technightowl.com. Kyle Weens, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.